0: Continue to charge straight ahead. We're in episode 175 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and so uh, it's exciting to be a part, and we're glad to be back live here this week and to minister and and to help and help you think things through and all those uh, great things that I think that Connecting Faith to Life is doing. So as you listen to the podcast, just take a few minutes to invite somebody to come be a part, Facebook, Twitter, or you can even text them. And uh, it helps uh, people know about the Word of God and, and really how to apply the Word of God to their lives. And whether it's your immediate church family or your friends or family or whoever else, get out there and influence others. Well, uh, the question I had as we look to get into a new book at church is that you know this guy named Luke was doing a did a fantastic job. Which would make sense uh, to historically, <laughs> historically give us all the details that uh, that really uh, the life of Jesus would help us understand more and more and more about him. So maybe you thought that you want to get to the bottom of something that happened and, and uh, you know, something in history that was world changing. And I think that's kind of what Luke set out to do. He yep. wanted to make sure everybody knew exactly what was going on. So this week at, uh, at Northwood, we're going to start the study of Luke. And yep. really, it's a great opportunity to Study the story of we Jesus. We are
1: starting a new book of the Bible. We like to preach through Bibles books at Northwood, one book at a time, and we have not done a gospel in quite a while. So mm-hmm. we're gonna start this Sunday preaching through the gospel Luke. It'll take us a long time, probably forty five years to get through the
0: Yeah, it's a long book. It's a long book. We'll get there though. Luke and Acts make up one fourth of the New Testament. One third. One third, okay. I, I knew it was, it was kind of, some Well huge that's amount. actually
1: twenty seven percent.
0: Okay, twenty seven percent. Did you know that? Kinda. I knew it was. Yeah. I, I said one fourth. So. Yeah. So that's, we're starting Luke. Yeah, that's amazing. Which is
1: really cool because we're starting the Gospel Luke right around Christmas time. Mm. So we will be. That works studying. Well. It, it, it I timed it really, really
0: well. You're you're an excellent chron uh, chronometer.
1: <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> you just made that word up completely. I did. It was a chronometer. A, a chronometer?
0: Yeah, but he's a he's yeah, anyway, he's a person doing it, not not a clock. <laughs> Right. You're, 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 if you want something to sound important, yeah, just yeah, add an extra syllable. Your
1: extended vocabulary is quite amazing, Pops. That is very <laughs> impressive.
0: Yeah, to coin a term, huh? Yeah, yeah.
1: Hey, what's your plan for um, your Christmas light decoration at your house this year? Have you started?
0: Uh, kind of. We're, we're, we're getting in the process. I start, I dug up the finger of Joseph.
1: You st- what? We
0: have you have these dug giant, up the finger of Joseph? We, yeah, we what have, are you talking about? We have these giant statues that we put in front of our... Our house. Uh, we used it at our former church. and uh, went,
1: In front of your house now?
0: Yeah, yeah. They're like this big. They're huge. And a
1: statue, like a stone statue?
0: Well, I mean, they're made out of whatever they make them out of these days. <laughs> but it's not a statue. But I mean, it looks a like statue a statue. of Joseph. Yeah, Joseph and Mary and Jesus. That's been outside from your house men. all year long. No, I just dug his finger up. Because we lost yeah. his finger last year because somebody broke his finger off where he's, he's pointing to Jesus like this, and so there's no finger there. So I made a finger out of wood about 10 years ago, and I found it today, or yesterday.
1: So. Oh, okay, you found it. You didn't literally dug, dig it up out of your ground.
0: I, I dug it up out of my closet. So.
1: <laughs> I, well, that makes more sense.
0: I okay. thought that it was deep uh, down in the dirt, and you I, were
1: up digging up fingers. Some I was kind trying to get people to listen
0: to me, you know, you know? Or, or it could be you know, like a, a relic. That's what I thought of. Yeah, look at here. We got a relic of Joseph. All right, Pops.
1: I, sometimes I just don't understand what you're doing or talking about. and Digging up this Spice is Finger.
0: W- this is one of those times. This is one of those times. But anyway, so yeah, we've already started the process of thinking through all <laughs> we're Digging up do. Spice Finger. Well, mm-hmm. I, I, I had to be prepared because if I don't get it done, I'll, I'll forget to do it. So <laughs> I usually do it every year and we put it up so it doesn't get lost, but it, ultimately you, you it always gets lost. You usually do what every year? What do you do every year? What do we do? Yeah, we set up those statue okay, things. Okay, okay, so I'm still. Stuck and then on I the got to, I got to put the finger back okay. on every because <laughs> it falls off every year. That's wild, isn't
1: it? Yeah, let's move on all right. I, I, I was going to ask you about Christmas decoration. We got stuck on digging up fingers, and I'm, I'm, done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Let's just move on. We'll talk about Christmas lights next week. I'm done.
0: All right, that's brother. all I had. That's been. good. I
1: mean, yeah, you, you took that completely different direction than I was going. All right. Well, yeah, that's all let's, right. Let's talk about let's talk about the gospel. Luke. That's a better idea.
0: All right, I, I think that's great. All right, <laughs> and go no, ahead, brother. <laughs> I'm here. Which which is a good segue. Yeah.
1: Because did you know in Luke's gospel, we don't really hear about Joseph mm. or his finger.
0: Mm-hmm. Either one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's Matthew's gospel. Yeah. Luke is more focused on... Mary. Yes, and her much more so.
0: Mary and Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So,
1: anyway, what I want to do today on the podcast as we talk about starting this new series in the Gospel of Luke, I want to talk about uh, five reasons why. So, again, what we do at Northwood is we typically, not always, like we're just ending up a series right now. We've been studying about how to share the Gospel more effectively. So, that wasn't through a book of the Bible. We looked mm-hmm. at some different passages of Scripture to right. help us think about the basics of the Gospel and we can better communicate. But we did do a gospel. lot in Romans, though. We did. So. We did. Mm-hmm. We did just end up that way, but and sometimes that's helpful to take a, a you know four or five weeks and really focus in on a specific issue that's uh, vital for our church and where we are, so I felt like that was really important for us to do for the last five weeks, but our bread and butter at Northwood is we like to study through books of the Bible. I don't know if you ever noticed this, Trey, but what I typically do is I go back and forth, Mm -hmm. I am preaching an Old Testament book and then a New Testament book, an Old Testament book and a New Testament book. And I try try to go longer, shorter, shorter, longer, shorter, shorter, longer, shorter, shorter, Mm -hmm. something like that. So we're not five years in the book and, you know, all those kinds of things. But we just ended the book of Psalms, which was long. So I'm kind of breaking my pattern because we're going from a long book to another, to long, another book. long book, yeah. So I don't know. I think the Gospel of Luke might take us about a year to get through. We'll we'll see. You, you probably remember Trey. I preached through the Gospel of Mark a oh, few yeah. years ago. That was Great. a lot of fun.
0: It was a blast. Yeah, I,
1: yeah. So I learned a um, lot. I thought it was time to pick up another Gospel, and I want to talk about why we're going to do the Gospel of Luke. So five reasons why we're doing the Gospel of Luke, and reason number one is pops.
0: We need to know the life story of Jesus.
1: Yeah. So th- we have an entire Bible of God speaking to us. And in the entire Bible obviously culminates in the story of the life and ministry and death and resurrection of Jesus. Jesus is at the center of God's word. He is the living word, right? John mm-hmm. chapter one. And so, so wanting to intimately know Jesus is, is a desire of every follower of Jesus. That's and true. we get to know Jesus through his word and we get to know um, the specifics of the life and ministry of Jesus in the Gospels, mm-hmm. right? And so, so you know, we spent a lot of time in Psalms. We spent a lot of time in Genesis. We spent a lot of time uh, here recently in, in Romans. We spent yeah. a lot of time. I think we did Ephesians this year. But just to come back to the Gospels and really study the life of Jesus is fascinating. Yes, right? it is to really uh, uh, journey with Jesus in the area of Galilee to to uh, to walk with him on his journey to Jerusalem to his death on the cross. I mean, it's fascinating just to study. The life of jesus himself what he taught mm. uh, how he ministered the people he impacted in that first century culture and, and what's amazing about the story is it's not a made-up story this is this is true this is factual when luke writes his gospel he's writing as as someone who wants us to give us an orderly account of what actually took place and so we are reading uh, in a sense a history book right? Mm-hmm. A biography. Now, it's different yeah. than a modern biography or a modern history book, but but this, this book, the Gospel of Luke, is telling us the story of what actually happened in the life of Jesus, the person that we call King of Kings mm-hmm. and Lord of Lords, the one who saved us from sin and death. And so for me, it's just important that we spend time in the Gospels. And we haven't spent time in the Gospels here recently, so I thought, man, if we go into the new year, just to reacquaint ourselves with the person of Jesus Christ, his work, his ministry, his life and death, his resurrection is just really really important i think it'd be helpful for us just kind of refocus and and you know like me trey you had the opportunity to go to Israel. Oh yeah, right. Awesome. Um, I've had the opportunity to go to Israel several times now. People in our church have gone. We're going to mm-hmm. go again in twenty twenty four. Be listening out for that if you want to join us. Uh, but but go for for don't. many of us to come back to the life of Jesus and and to have those images in mind, mm-hmm. right? When we when we went to Israel and now to revisit the gospel and to think about okay now I have a better understanding of the time and the place in which he lived. I think it's going to make it really impactful for some people who've been with us in recent yeah. years to Israel. So I'm looking forward just to uh, to revisiting the life. The story of jesus i think it's gonna be really good
0: amen well brother you know th- to be able to take the story of jesus and and what i what i look at luke it's it's, it's such an extensive uh, study and yeah. it's and it goes from his this is amazing from his birth to his resurrection even yeah. to his ascension yeah, so, so th- th- you think yeah. about that
1: that's what you know you we've got we have four gospels mm. which is really interesting right you think about the way that that our bible lays out mm-hmm. we have genesis That gives us the account of creation. Exactly. We don't have four different books of the account of creation. Mm -hmm. We have one Genesis, right? You think about Exodus that gives us the story obviously of the Exodus and the wilderness wandering. We have one book of Exodus, right? We don't have four different accounts of what took place during Mm -hmm. the Exodus, but in the life ministry and death and resurrection of Jesus, we have four different accounts. Mm -hmm. We have Matthew, we have John who were apostles, We have Mark, uh, who wasn't an apostle, but we, we believe that he was closely associated with Peter. And we have Luke. And so you have these four different accounts. Now, uh, now they're parallel accounts. What I mean by that yeah. is, is they tell the same story, but from different vantage points, mm-hmm. there's uniqueness in each gospel. Now you're going to read through Matthew, Mark and Luke, and you're going to see some, some almost word for word similarities. Yeah, you will. Uh, because, because you know, what modern scholarship tends to say is, is that, that Mark wrote his gospel first. Mm-hmm. Now this isn't, you know, there are others who, who think a little bit differently, but uh, modern scholarship tends to say that Mark wrote his gospel first. And then, Matthew and Luke borrowed from Mark's mm-hmm. gospel and then filled in some details from their own perspective. Uh, so you do have some overlap. You have a lot of similarities, but you do have some uniqueness yeah, in the definitely. four gospels. You think about Matthew's gospel was written primarily to, to Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Luke's gospel was not. We're going to get to that in a minute, but he, he was writing to a more Gentile audience. And so you have these unique features of the gospels and to, to focus in on one and and see its uniqueness is really, really cool. So we're going to get the life story of Jesus through a unique perspective perspective, the perspective of Luke. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about that in a minute.
0: Yeah, there you go. Well, second reason that we study the gospel of Luke is this. Luke's writings take up more space in our Bible than any other author. Yeah, you
1: already talked about, um, you said a quarter is actually 27%, yeah. right? So, So just by word count, Luke, the Bible author, his works take up more space than any other writer in the New Testament. You would think it would be Paul,
0: mm-hmm, right? Because would. Paul writes all those letters. Yeah, he wrote. writes
1: thirteen letters, and but it's not. I mean, the, the the most space in your New Testament is taken up by the author Luke. Now, you, you know this, right? That that Luke actually writes two different books in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. They go together. Um, in, in your New Testament, they're separated. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Then you have John. Then you have the Book of Acts, mm-hmm. and the reason why that is 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 Matthew, Mark, and Luke they are synoptic gospels. Mm-hmm. Uh, that word "synoptic" is a fancy word that just means seen together, mm-hmm. right? So, so written from a similar perspective. We talked about how how Matthew and Luke they they borrow heavily from the Gospel of Mark. They're they're very similar. Where John is a bit unique. John is is really theological. Uh, he wants he has a very unique perspective on mm-hmm. the life and ministry of of Jesus and his death and resurrection. And so John is the book between. Luke and Acts. Mm-hmm. But the reality is Luke and Acts go together. So you think about Luke volume, Luke, the gospel, Luke is volume one mm-hmm. of Luke's work. And the book of Acts is volume two, right? And so these two books, Luke and Acts, uh, they tell of the, uh, the, the, the good news of Jesus. The Gospel of Luke, but then also the birth of the church and how Christ continues to be at work in his people Mm -hmm. after his ascension, right? And how the church is formed and grows and spreads. And so you have this two-volume work uh, written by Luke uh, that takes up a lot of space in your New Testament. And so just to, to take time and say, okay, and just to recognize, hey, we're dealing with, you know, a very large chunk of our new testament when we look at luke and acts now we're obviously not looking at acts we're just looking at luke we studied acts a few mm-hmm. years ago at northwood yes. uh, but now we're coming back to luke and so once we get down the gospel of luke we will covered you know, um, both volumes of Luke's work that take up more space in the New Testament than any other writer. So I think that's pretty cool. We're we're going to dive in. And Luke, I mean, it it is it is the longest gospel. Mm-hmm. It takes up more space than Matthew and Mark and John. And it has the
0: longest chapters. It has some long chapters. Man, oh man, man it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be interesting. How, how long is it going to take you to preach chapter one?
1: Oh, man, it's going to take several weeks. I know to it's right. yeah, it's, so, it's a long one. So the goal one. for yeah. me is by the time we get to So we're going to have Christmas Eve mm-hmm. celebration. On Christmas Eve celebration, we'll be looking at the birth narrative. We'll look at Luke chapter 2. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on Christmas Day, uh, we'll look at that uh, passage in Luke chapter 2 where Jesus is taken to the temple and circumcised. That'll be our Christmas day, but that'll be fun for Christmas Day.
0: Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah, and, and the amazing thing—I mean, we're we're doing those back to back. I mean, one yeah. one is Saturday and one is Sunday. Yeah, right? we have
1: Christmas Day service, so we'll know. have
0: two Sunday. It's almost like two Sunday services, although not really, but yeah,
1: yeah, it'd be but, it'd be. I fun. mean, it's different. It'll be fine. So but, yeah, so by the time we get to Christmas Day, we will have made it through uh, most of Luke chapter two. Uh, we'll have one more story to pick up in Luke chapter two, for in mm-hmm. chapter two. But yeah, so. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: That's going to be wonderful. Uh, number three, Luke writes for people like us.
1: Yeah, let me explain what we mean by that. So Luke is unique. Okay, here's why Luke is unique. Uh, Luke is the only New Testament writer that is not a Jew.
0: That is That in and of itself is an amazing yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, that's really wild, isn't it? That they decided that they would include a yeah. non-Jew. In, in, in the
1: New Testament canon, Yeah, right? Uh, Luke is a Gentile. Mm -hmm. So he's someone like us, right? I mean, for most of us anyway, uh, in in our church, we're made up of mostly Gentile people, right? Mm -hmm. People who are non-Jewish. And so Luke is really he's one of us, mm-hmm. right? He 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 wasn't an insider, if you will. He wasn't a Jewish person who came to faith in Jesus Christ. He was. We don't we don't know much of his story. Uh, the New Testament doesn't give us much of his story. When we read through the Book of Acts, we do find out that he was a travel companion of Paul. Right. Uh, when you get to the end of Acts, you see these passages where it says, "We did this, we did that." And so Luke is inserting himself into the story. So he traveled with Paul. Um, we don't know exactly where he uh, got all his information for his gospel. When you read Luke. And in Acts they both open up in a similar way. He writes and says, "I have I have I have diligently researched to give an orderly account." And he writes to this man named Theophilus. Theophilus now, yeah. Theophilus, we don't have a clue who Theophilus was. Uh, some say that he might not have been a real person at all; that he was symbolic of lots of people because the name Theophilus means "lover of God." So he could right? be
0: writing to people that love God. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, some say that Theophilus uh, uh, was 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 a real person, but that wasn't his real name. Mm. Uh, that, that that Luke was trying to protect his identity. Mm. Very, and so he well called him Theophilus. Be. He didn't want to give you know, in an age where there was a lot of persecution and things like that, he didn't want Theophilus to be found out. So he gave him a, 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 a different identity. And it could be that this man that Luke identifies as Theophilus was the one who funded Luke's research. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so he's writing to this, you know, this, this person who, who gave some financial help to get these uh, volumes done. Uh, and so, but all that to say, we don't really know how Luke got all of his information for the Gospels, uh, for the Gospel of Luke and for the Book of Acts. Um, obviously, he was a travel companion to Paul, so he would have had close access to who? Well, to Paul, Paul uh, but not only Paul, so. obviously other apostles, and and he would have heard the stories, or um, you know, maybe he just did some extensive interviewing. Maybe, maybe, we don't know, but there are some Bible scholars who say this, that even when you get to the story of Zechariah and Mary, that, that maybe even Luke... Uh, he actually sat down with them and, oh, and got their story from them. We don't know that for sure, but yeah, man, it could have happened. Amazing. That would be amazing. Would be but but the thing great. is, you have this this Gentile writer mm-hmm. who who has at some point right uh, been converted to faith in Jesus Christ. In Colossians chapter four verse fourteen, we, we discover that Luke was a physician, right? That he was a doctor. Uh, so he he is. He is he is educated, mm-hmm. uh, he is he is upper middle class, he has some means about him. Um, and he he and you can tell by the way that he writes, he's an educated man. Mm-hmm. And so see, he has this passion for for knowing the truth and helping us to understand the truth. And so you have this, this Gentile believer, someone like us who has come to faith in Jesus Christ, and he has a, a real clear goal. I just want you to know and believe in this Jesus. So so what makes that interesting is that when when Luke writes, if we were to do a side-to-side comparison of the gospel of Matthew and the gospel of Luke, you would see similarities and they're going to tell us the same stories, but you're also going to see some differences. Why? Because Matthew is writing to a Jewish audience. And so when Matthew writes, he's going to be very concerned with making sure we understand a little bit more about the Jewish culture. Mm -hmm. And and he is going to write in a way that that Jews understand. He's going to tell us some specifics about Jewish culture and and things of that nature that, that would be very familiar to those Jewish people uh, where, where Luke, Um, his audience is not necessarily Jewish people. Mm -hmm. So, so he's not going to give us some of the details that Matthew might give us. He can be more general in some ways because he's not as concerned about us knowing the Jewish culture as Matthew is, uh, Luke is interests us in knowing that Jesus is the savior of the world now Matthew wants us to know that as well mm. but Matthew is simply writing from a different perspective because he's writing to a Jewish audience he wants to show us how Jesus is a fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies and that mm-hmm. Jesus is the Jewish Messiah and also the savior of the world and the Messiah for the world but of he's just writing from a different perspective and Luke is writing from a different perspective as well now Luke is going to show us that Jesus is the fulfillment of Old Testament prophecies, but it's just going to be a bit different because he's a Gentile. And so he's, there's going to be similarities between Matthew and Mark, but at the same time, Luke is going to give us a little bit different perspective because he's a Gentile writing to Gentile people. And so there we are, we're going to be reading and studying this gospel that really is written to people like us. Now, all of the Bible is God's word and all the Bible is God's word to us. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm saying that when, when Luke had his original audience in mind, it was definitely Gentile people mm. uh, who, who just weren't familiar with all the Jewish customs and culture and all those kind of things. But Luke still had a message for them to hear that Jesus came to be their savior. And so it's a very, very um, important book for us to study, knowing that we have someone writing to us who, 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 was a Gentile who was not a Jew, mm-hmm. right? Who came to faith in Jesus Christ, and who does this diligent stay to make sure we have an accurate account of what took place in the life and ministry of Jesus, that ultimately culminated in his death and resurrection.
0: So we have this guy with Greco-Roman scholarship, Greco-Roman yeah. education, yeah. Uh, Greco-Roman think think patterns yeah. that, that that we are now able to read. And really, Luke should kind of connect with us because that is our background. I mean, that is all of us. We are Greco-Roman as far as our our culture and how we think and the rational part of it. And And yet in that rationality, we're going to find incredible miracles going on. And so there is something above and beyond just uh, a religious person writing this. This is a person who is steeped yeah. in the culture of the greco-roman yeah, world yeah. so and,
1: and luke you think about it, he's going to give us some unique stories that we yeah. don't find in the other gospels for example the story of zacchaeus that's such a beloved story yeah we don't find that in the other gospels uh the parable of the rich man lazarus yeah. i talked about that a couple sundays ago uh we're gonna find that in the gospel of luke we don't find that in the other gospels so so we are going to find some very uni- well and also the story uh of Zachariah and Elizabeth that we're going to start with this Sunday morning and the story of the virgin birth uh, the, uh, through Mary's perspective. Right, right. We don't we we read about the virgin birth obviously in Matthew's gospel as well, but that's from Joseph's perspective. And in Luke we get it from Mary's perspective, and so we have some unique stories in Luke that we uh, don't get in the other gospels when we. Um, we're going to read about the Sermon on the Mount in the Gospel of Luke. But it's, it's a completely different perspective than what it is in the Gospel of Matthew. So as we read through Luke, you're going to see some unique stories. Mm-hmm. And you're also going to see some stories that you're very familiar with uh, that are from a different perspective because Luke is coming at it from a different perspective.
0: Amen. Amen. All righty. Well, let's jump ahead. Number four, uh the Gospel of Luke is not studied as much as the other Gospels, and I would agree with yeah, that. It, yeah. I, mean, I don't know
1: if you ever thought about that before, but you think about the other Gospels. John is studied a lot because John is just so John unique. John is
0: the one that you always think of. Yeah, because it's just so
1: unique, yeah. right? It's, it's very theological. You think about how it opens up. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. It's just it's just really unique. Some of our, our you know most uh, beloved passages of scripture come from the gospel of John, John mm-hmm. three sixteen. I yes. Mean, everyone course. knows John three sixteen. It seems, or you think about, you know, John 14, six, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the father except through me. Jesus said that very clearly. And so you think about these unique passages that come from the book of John, John, just a very beloved gospel because it's so unique. Mm-hmm. Matthew, um, is, is always you know I think pretty highly studied because it's unique. Well, as well, right? It's 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 written from that Jewish perspective and it really focuses in on the fulfillment of prophecy. A lot of Old Testament quotations. Uh, it's the first gospel in your New Testament. Uh, I think you know for a long time. Uh, I don't I don't think this is the current scholarship, but for a long time in church history, it was thought that that Matthew was the first gospel first that gospel, was written, yeah. and so it kind of took some some preeminence in some ways because it was thought to be the first gospel. Mm-hmm. As years have progressed, I mean that's kind of. Changed somewhat. We we don't think that Matthew uh, was the first gospel as much as we used to think. Now there's some who still do think that Matthew Matthew was the first gospel written, but you know modern scholarship seems to think that it, it more likely was Mark. But any anyway, rate, so for a long time Matthew was just kind of lifted up as you know uh, this Jewish gospel that was the first written, and so it was just given a lot of weight in the church to kind of study. And then Mark has always been kind of popular, and you can understand why because it's short. short. Yeah. Right, and that, I mean, honestly, a few years ago when I preached the gospel of Mark, that was the primary reason why I preached through it, because it was the shortest gospel. I, mean, I knew you, I could, you yeah. know, we could get the, the the story we needed to get and learn what we need to learn and not spend 20 years in it.
0: Yeah. And you could literally read the book of Mark in one sitting. Yeah, you can. I mean, it's very simple. Yeah. To yeah I mean, that. it's
1: 16 chapters and it's it's, and it's action packed. Yeah. It, yeah. It's action packed. It's really good. And. Uh, you know, I often tell new believers, you know, why don't you start with the gospel of Mark? Mm-hmm. Because it's just real easy to understand mm-hmm. and, and straightforward. And uh, so, so, I mean, it's, it's been often studied. I've, I've seen a lot of preachers over the years preach sermon series through Mark just because it is that shorter gospel. and It's just a little more easily accessible because of that. And so Luke, you, you think about it again, Luke and Acts make up um, most of your New Testament or, or at least more words than a any porality, other author, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 Luke in particular is probably the least studied of the gospels. Um, probably because throughout church history it wasn't given the weight of matthew it's not short like mark is it's not quite as unique in some ways as as the gospel of john but it's still very unique and it's Mm. worthy of our study because it is the word of god that in, in god's sovereignty according to his spirit he gave us four gospels matthew mark luke and john and so we need to study the book of luke because it is god's word to us and so i'm looking forward to luke just because it's going to be Pretty interesting to study this unique gospel.
0: And I also think, you know, that there was a a movement back in church history where they decided that they would, some guy decided that they would combine all the gospels. And so all the gospels being different is a, benefit, it yeah, is a blessing, yeah. it is an opportunity, instead of us saying, eh, you know, we've already done this before, yeah. we've already done Mark, we don't really need to do this. No, there, there is, as you've said over and over, there's some unique perspectives that we're going to find in Luke yeah. that we that we really weren't able to examine or study in the book of Mark. Yeah, so, yeah. Alright, and number five, Luke wants us to journey with Jesus, and this is cool because every time you, uh, when I read this, yeah. I thought of when we went to Jerusalem. Yeah, and yeah,
1: yeah, so that's what's really cool. So what, you think about Luke, it divides up Pretty easily, uh, you have the first part of the Book of Luke that takes place in in uh, the area of Galilee. Mm-hmm. You know, so you think about Mary. Mary is 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 from Nazareth. Jesus is going to grow up in Nazareth, and then he's going to minister uh, in that Galilee area where you and I have been. It's such mm. a beautiful, lush wow. area, such a wow. wonderful place. You think about Capernaum, uh, kind of the home base of his ministry. Uh, you, you think you can, it's just about that region that's so beautiful. And then what Luke's going to do, which is unique to his gospel is he is going to spend a large chunk of his time talking about Jesus' journey from Galilee to Jerusalem. So you think about chapters 9, the end of chapter 9, all the way to chapter 19 wow. is what's called the travel narrative. It's the it's journey amazing. to Jerusalem. And so it's almost as if you know Luke is wanting us to see the determination of Jesus. Mm. I mean, this, this, is, this is, I think, really, you, this is unique to Luke's gospel, and it's really intentional, right? He wants us to see the extent of Jesus' determination to go to the cross and die. His eyes are set on Jerusalem. And so what Luke does is he slowly and methodically takes us on this journey, right? In in some ways, it's one step at a time. Mm. Watch Jesus as he goes. One step at a time, one place at a time, one town at a time, one miracle at a time, all the way to Jerusalem. So in chapter 9, we leave Galilee, and we take this slow journey, where Jesus sets his face on Jerusalem and chapter after chapter after chapter, we're on the way to the place where Jesus would die and then rise again from the dead. I think that's really unique to Luke's gospel. And I think it's really helpful uh, for us to think about, okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. We're going we're gonna to start in Galilee with Jesus. We're going we're gonna to learn about who he is and what he's done. And then we're going to take this journey, a journey that's going to lead to a gruesome, brutal, agonizing death, a death that was for us. It's really cool.
0: You know, it's interesting to think that uh, the opportunity that we have as we study the book of Luke is that, you know, to be able to say, okay, this is where Jesus was. And I guess his narrative is going to be able to help us uh, when we see the maps, for instance. A lot of that, probably, especially the specifics of where he was and yeah. things like that, because Luke was very specific in where mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he mentioned things. Not Jesus was on a road somewhere. Jesus was on a road too. Yeah, he arrived yeah. in, you know, and yeah. those sort Jericho, of things. He was Jericho. He was here. Yeah. He was there. Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to see a lot of that, right. and, and, and that's going to be amazing. I'm looking forward to it because you know it's I be have a travel. Been, log it's going to be a travel log. Yeah. So
1: obviously, um, you know, we're going to spend lots of time in the text mm. and, and thinking about these stories. But you know, like we did in the Gospel of Mark, I'll throw up lots of pictures and. And maps and show you along the way, help you kind of feel for the land. So I always enjoy doing that kind That's of stuff. It's going to be a lot of
0: fun. Um, okay. Everybody is, I, I think, excited about Luke. I am now. And so uh, let's, let's get to the reading thing. Okay. If they would read just 24 chapters in yeah. Luke, if they yeah. would start on December 1. Yeah. By the end of, well, Christmas Day, they will have read through the book of Luke. Yeah would that be a good challenge to do? So as we study, they could kind of get that. It's probably a, not a
1: bad idea. Yeah. Pops. Yeah. Just, you know, if you would take a day in December, every day up until Christmas day, you will read through the gospel of Luke. And that's probably a good thing to do for Christmas. Yeah. And it will obviously get you ready uh, for this series that we're going to be in for the next year or so. So I would, I would suggest you do that. And, uh, and just be open to what the Spirit of God wants to teach you. I think it's going to be good for me. It's going be good for all of us just to refamiliarize familiarize ourselves uh, with these uh, uh, wonderful stories of Jesus and what he accomplished in his life for us. And so, yeah, I think it's going to be really cool.
0: Amen. All right, Pastor. Well, this has been very informative and also just inspirational as we get to study the book of Luke. So as we think about those things, uh, close us out and get us ready for next week. All right, and
1: no more digging up fingers, Trey. All right. All right. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I hope it's been an encouragement to you. And if it has, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five star review that helps us get word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.